Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. Are you curious to know who's my guest for today? Jump in and listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. Uh, we have a special guest today. Julie is with us. And we will start our conversation from the words I have unembroidered today, that is Mindset Matters. Uh, so Julie will tell us uh, about uh, herself, her business, how these words can be uh, of support to what she does and everything else. Welcome, Julie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I like got um, I'm so I'm six hours behind you, um, because I'm in Pensacola, Florida, and I've been up since like six o'clock. I've been so excited for this. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like, even called my mom, and I'm like, Mom, I guess what I'm doing. She was, she's like, You're so funny. So, um, first of all, thank you for having me because to me, the um, ability to share and to be authentic and to be raw and real to empower other women to be the same it's my purpose it's my passion and it's what I do um when I saw your clothing line and I saw the mindset matters that sweatshirt that was the sweatshirt that hit me the hardest um here's why because to me your mindset is everything like you can want something really, really, really bad. But if you don't think that you're deserving or worthy or that it is something that would happen for you, then it's never going to happen. So to okay. me, the foundation of everything I do is mindset. Like before I jumped on here with you, I was listening to my affirmations and, and just getting into that that physical and mental state of gratitude, because in that is where magic happens. Totally. Oh, I'm very pleased to use the word magic because apparently as adults, we are always a bit afraid to use it, but uh, it's what happens every day. And we can, with the right mindset, we can push it a bit and make it happen oh. as well. Oh, absolutely. Because I think there's, when you say that, you know, that people don't use the word a lot because I think there's this connotation out there that magic is this evil and bad thing. And if you think about it, I, I, I mean, I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual. I have a, a very deep abiding faith in, in who I call Gus. I got that from a friend of mine, Jackie. It's God, universe, spirit. So it encompasses everything. Yeah. If you think about all that we have, like the flowers, and you look at a little bumblebee, and you see his little tiny legs, and you look at your puppy or your kids and your grandkids, that's magic because that's been created and it's there to give us joy and give us pleasure. And, and there's so much magic in this world that if we can shift our mindset about yeah. magic, then it becomes magical and you're able to do so many fun things in your life. Definitely. We are not trained enough to see the magic, right? So we mm -hmm. should stop a second and start doing it. 
definitely. Exactly. And I think that a lot of it is I refuse to watch the news. Um, Mm. To me, the news stand, my my mom says (laughs) news, news stands for nothing ever worth seeing. That's what the NEWS stands for, because it's true. As society, society tells us, and especially us as women, that we're not worthy, that we have to have this, this ideal of of this perfect body type, this perfect job, this, you know, we have to go out and have a job, raise the kids, satisfy our partner, and then do, and do, 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 and we never just get to be. Yes, totally. And that's where, once again, the magic happens, is when we as women slow down and understand that it is okay to be, and it's okay to say no. And it's okay to put your own oxygen mask on first, because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of anybody else in your life? I've been talking about this for a long time. I wrote some articles, but um, I, this year, especially with lockdown and everything is happening, uh, the set boundaries um, uh, concept um, has been taught to me by coincidence I mean I was always aware right but uh, then I realized if I didn't have my cup full of uh, love and um, I don't know positive feelings everything I was giving was frustration and resentment so you are totally right we come first and it's not selfishness it's exactly the opposite because the second we can give we are ready to give and receive because it's a, a, a circle right yeah. yeah, and when we give, when my cup is full, I, I refuse to give out of my own cup. Mm-hmm. I will only give from the overflow that's in my saucer yeah. because it, my saucer tends to be full a lot because I am very protective of my energy. I'm very protective of my boundaries and I'm very protective of my mental state. Um, so I, I keep my cup full and I, and I, and a lot of people think that it, you know, especially women, we think that it takes so much to fill the cup, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't. If you can take a moment and just go outside and look up at the sky, if you can take, um, I'm, I'm so lucky. Like I said, I live in Pensacola, Florida, and I go to yeah, the gym, yeah. at, <laughs> right? I go to the gym in the mornings and then I, I go to, to, there's a beach that's literally 15 minutes from me and I go chase the sunrise. And, and I'll just sit there and watch the sun come up. And then I come home and get started with my day and do whatever. Um, But I think that those, even if you're, the kids are screaming, the husband's calling and, and everything's chaotic. You can, you can step outside and shut that door and just take 10 seconds just to breathe. Yeah. Go, it's okay. And self-soothe. I've been here before. I've always made it through. I'm going to make it through this too it's okay to, to ask for what I need. And that is huge for women is we just don't ask for what we need. Although sometimes we are not, uh, because it's something they don't teach at school, right? So either we get there the hard way or we need people like you to guide us, for example. And in fact, I would like you to tell us exactly what you do for women to empower us and to give us um, the tools to uh, again and again. 
I love that question. Um, so it's so funny because you know you shared with me that you kind of stalked my Facebook profile to see kind of who I was, and and every time I pop on video, the first thing that people notice is 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 my phoenix. Yeah. And um, it is it is who I am. Uh, I I wrote an article that's being published and. And in it, I wrote, I'm the Phoenix, I'm the fire, and I will rise. Because throughout my life, I wish I could say that the last six months was the only hard part of my life, um, but it's been probably the most challenging that I've had in a long time. I have th almost 31 years of sobriety, so I haven't had drinks or anything like that um, besides coffee and water um, in 31 years. Good. And throughout my journey, I have just crumbled into ashes and I've risen and things have happened in my life that, you know, people say should never happen to women. Um, you know, I've, I've had the journey of rape. I've had the journey of domestic violence. I've had the journey of homelessness. I've had the journey of suicide. I've had those journeys, but those were journeys that were years ago. Um, <laughs> Now, in the last six months, though, July 11th, I, I'd known that um, where I'm at, I knew I was supposed to be in Pensacola. So I was an educator for a Fortune 500 company. And I my job was to motivate and educate, inspire stylists, hairstylists. And I loved my job. I piloted a nationwide program. I mean, it was pretty cool. It got me down to Pensacola. And then COVID hit and I was the one that was out traveling. Like I would travel to the different salons and stores. I traveled all over the panhandle of, of Northwest Florida and into Alabama and getting trapped in my house. Like a lot of us was really difficult. I'm so, I, I, I my hat is off to the moms that have little kids and school age kids because I'd be bald. Girl, I'd have been bald. I'd have pulled my hair out. I, you'd have locked. I'd been in a jacket hugging myself in a really pretty padded room for the rest of my life if I had little children that I was going through with this. I'll be nice. But what happened is in that time, depression hit and it hit hard. It was, um, it was really difficult. I, I was very isolated. I don't do well with isolation. You can kind of tell that I might be a little bit of a people person. Yeah. <laughs> and so being trapped in the isolation of my own house, even though I had my dog and I got to go out for walks, I didn't have that human contact. I'm a hugger. I didn't get to have that human contact with people. And because I'm single, it was just me and my dog. Um, and so in that depression, I really um, did not do well. And so one day I decided to go out on a boat with a friend of mine and I was sitting out on the bow of the boat and it started getting choppy. And I thought, oh, I should probably swing my feet around and get in the boat. So as I swung my feet around, I forgot to tell um, my friend's husband that, hey, I'm gonna swing my feet around, slow down. Well, I didn't. And so as I swung my feet around, we hit a wave and it launched me up Oh my. And into the boat. <laughs> oh and when I landed, I knew I'd done something. Well, we were out at this island. I didn't want to tell anybody that I was really super hurt. So I just kept ice on my wrist all day. And I just didn't really say anything. 
By the time I got back, I went to urgent care and found out I broke my wrist in three places. Oh, I am making the pain. Oh, I just kept, I girl, it was fine. I just kept ice on it. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's yeah. just fine. Like a miracle. Everything. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's fine. Yeah. I can move my fingers. It's not yeah. broken. It's fine. Well, then I found I broke my wrist in three places. Um, so then that took that depression and ratcheted it up another notch. And my depression became aggression in my work. Hmm. So the communication style and all of that wasn't good. And I own that a thousand percent. And in that, the company that I'd been with for eight and a half years decided that they were going to separate from me, which is a really nice way of saying I got fired. <laughs> oh, so August or, you know, so there's July 11th. I break my wrist in three places. August 27th, I lost my job. So here I am in the middle of a pandemic and I had a very good corporate job. So the, the, what I do and what I did, there were no jobs out there. There still are no jobs out there. So I hit panic mode and I'm like, Oh snap, what am I going to do? So I'm looking for jobs. Nothing's happening. And I kept hearing this voice. It's okay. Just be still it's okay. And I'm like, shut up. It's fine. Shut up. I need to shut up. I need to figure this out. I need to do something. And the universe kept saying, and I was just like sending it to to spiritual voicemail, just go away, just go away. And then September 15th, uh, I met somebody named Sally and she was a category two, almost category three hurricane. Mm -hmm. I've never been in a hurricane before. And, uh, Everybody's like, oh, it's just a, you know, it's just a category one category. It was only a category one. Well, just before she hit landfall, she ramped up to a category two, almost a category three. So the winds were almost, they were over 90 miles an hour. So I'm laying in bed. We'd lost electricity at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm laying in bed and I woke up at about 1230, one o'clock in the morning. And it sounded like a freight train. And I could hear branches hitting the house and, and I, I, all of a sudden I just, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to see what's going on. So I jumped out of bed and when I put my feet down, they were in water. Oh my goodness. I mean, we heard the stories, of course, from the news, but uh, <laughs> now that you're <laughs> saying it, I mean, you leave that. Yeah. So, so I stand up and I'm like, the first words out of my mouth are, holy shit, what do I do? And so I hit panic mode. And so I, I, I looked and I went, got, my mom made me a hook latch rug when I was born. I'm 53 years old. So my mom had made this hook latch rug for me. I picked it up. I tossed it on the bed. Thank God the water hadn't gotten there yet. It was just in the back corner. So I went out to my sliding glass door to my backyard and I looked and the water was at my sliding glass door. And I was like, this is no bueno. Okay. All right. You're going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's just fine. And my mistake was, is I went and I looked out my front window. And when I looked out my front window, there were waves in my front lawn because my front lawn was underwater. I have a palm tree that's like, I don't know, probably four feet tall, three feet, eh, probably eh, about three feet tall excuse me, in my front yard. And it was like almost underwater. So I had a gal staying with me that had just moved down here. We had been friends since high school. And all of a sudden I heard her get up and I heard her say the holy same thing. Holy shit, Julie. 
And so I'm like, I know, come on, pack something. We, we, I don't know what we're going to do. So I started calling, I called my best friend and I said, can we come to your house? And she's like, yeah. And then I said, she was like, what's it doing? I said, well, I'm all flooded. And she goes, well, you can't come here, Julie. If you're flooded, the roads to my house are going to be flooded. You're going to get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that big, huge circle of friends down here. And so I started calling people and people were dealing with their own emergencies. And then I just heard call Julie, who is an, who's a, an acquaintance turned really good friend. And I called her and she's like, yep, come on. So I grabbed my dog. We panic packed. I packed, you know, the necessities, packed my shorts, packed some underwear, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just panic packed in a little suitcase and took the desk that my grandfather made, the magazine that my grandfather made. And I put those on the kitchen table and grabbed Lou, my dog, her food and Tabitha. And we went out to her car and we we went to Julie's house and we're sitting there. And as we're driving the rain, I can't even describe what hurricane rain is. It's, it's like somebody has a bucket just pouring it directly on you. The bonus is it's like 80 degrees. So it's not, I mean, uh, it's okay. like being in a shower. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and I thought about, I'm like, oh my God, my car, because we'd taken her car. Mm-hmm. And I said, we got to go get my car. So we went back out in the hurricane came here and when we walked, we had to park away from my house. And as we walked back to my house, the lightning was flashing, the rain is coming down. The winds were probably about 85 miles an hour. And all I could think about was, I was just praying. I'm like, okay, universe, God, whatever is up there. Please don't let us get struck by lightning. Please don't let us get bit by a snake. Please don't let something bad happen. Please just, please don't let me die. I'm not ready to die right now. Please don't let me die. And so I was able to get my car. We got some more of Tabitha stuff and we were able to get my car out. And in that journey, when I got to our friend's house, I had entered this contest. And it was, you know, go live every day on Facebook and you can win a month of one-on-one coaching. I'm going to help you build a brand, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, you know, I'm looking for a job. So I don't know what build a brand means. Yeah. Why not? I'll do it. I like going live. So I'll do it. So I literally went live during the hurricane. It was Um, probably a way to put your brain on something else as well. Yeah. I went live. I was scared. I mean... Your thinking was uh, really 100 miles uh, a second, uh, thinking of everything uh, you could do, everything could happen, and hoping for everything to happen again also of good. Yeah. I think the hardest part was was the, the next day. So when we left, from the time that I stood in the water, and the time we left, by the time we came back the second time, there was already a foot over a foot of water in my house. And by the time it was all said and done, there was over three feet of water in my house. And so I lost everything. Of course. Um, wow, I haven't talked about it for a while. So, um, oh, like I had to borrow. I'm a getting pair of emotional. Look, like, if I start, I, like, I don't know where I get, but um... so. 
and and it's okay because I, I I want the people I want the people that are seeing this to understand that when you go through things like this, it's okay to feel the feelings. It's okay to not be okay. Um, and I think I mean I lost everything. Like I had to borrow a pair of flip flops because I was my, we were going to my brother, my sister, and I were all meeting in Arizona to surprise my mom for her 80th birthday. Aww. And so I was the hurricane happened Tuesday night into Wednesday. I was flying to Arizona on Friday and um, I had to borrow a pair of flip-flops because I didn't even have a pair of flip-flops to get to Arizona. Thank God I grabbed my shorts and some t-shirts and stuff like that. But when I came back into my house, there was still a foot of water in the house. It had gone down, but there was still a foot of water in the house. And I looked at all my furniture and I looked at all my stuff. And the only things that I had left were the things that I put up. Oh. So the rug, the ma the magazine rack, and my grandfather's desk. Everything else was destroyed. And I had to watch as they took my belongings and put them on the curb. And then people would come by and scavenge and take my stuff. And I asked the um, restoration people, I'm like, well, can I go save my stuff? I mean, these people are taking my stuff. So yeah. can I save it? And he said, Julie, you don't want it because that water was salt water, fresh water, sewer. The, you yeah. know, there was everything was ruined. Yeah, but still it was your stuff. It was my stuff. So, but through that, I won the contest. Oh. And I was introduced to people that heard my story and said, you need to get your story out there. Yes you need to empower women. And it's funny because all my life, the first time I saw Tony Robbins, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to be on that stage. The first time I watched Oprah, I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to motivate and educate and inspire women all over the world and people, but primarily women to understand that at their core, it doesn't matter what meat sack you have on or what you look like that at your core, you're an incredibly beautiful, authentic, amazing creature that has been designed to do whatever your heart wants to do. If you can just get your brain out of the way. Yeah. So I started a course. I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I've been an educator for over 10 years. I've spoken publicly uh, with my story for Alcoholics Anonymous and my journey. I've, I've been in front of people all the time. I knew that this was my path. I had just kept putting it into the spiritual voicemail and it was time to check my messages. Definitely. And so I released my course and I thought, Oh, you know, I might have my sister signed up. Thanks Mary. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, my, I'll, I'll have like one or two people sign up, you know, pity sign up. So look, Julie's starting a new business. How cute. Um, I sold out my course, my course sold out. <laughs> That's amazing. So then I was like, this is happening. Is it happening? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do this again. <laughs> so I did. I yeah, ran my course excited. again. <laughs> right. And then I, and the people that went through it told me, Julie, this is, this is phenomenal. And I thought it was like, yeah, you know, some happy stuff, but it really is the tools that I give you or the tools that I used to rise. And so I released it again and I sold out again. And, um, I'm in the 
the pre-launch for it's going to release. Um, I released it again the third time um, and I have incredible women in it um, and I'm released every six weeks. So like I run it every six weeks. It's going to be my flagship program. And uh, it's it's been a journey and it's one of those things that every single day I will tell people that your dreams matter, that you matter, that everything that you think of and want and dream and hope for, stop putting it in spiritual voicemail because eventually the phone calls are going to get so loud that you cannot ignore them. Yeah, totally. I'm totally with you. I mean, your story is very inspiring. Uh, you tried the context in a very difficult moment for you and you went through, you were uh, a winner because you believed. Uh, that you could really, even if it, it was surprising at the beginning, <laughs> the reaction of other people, it, 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 was, it was very good. And it's uh, that validation that we need to understand that we are changing lives and we have to keep going because um, as you say, I mean, your story is um, inspiring but gives hope because Sometimes what um, our limit is in reality, our fear, uh, it's our um, thinking of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not uh, good enough to do. But if you live your life with passion, you get anywhere, really. And, um, and it, uh, during the, your journey, you change lives. This is the other uh, good part of it. And I think that for me, that's what's most important is people are like, oh, you're, you're doing this life coaching thing. And I'm like, I don't look at it as being a coach. I look at it as being a mentor. And if, don't get me wrong, there were, there were days where when I came back in after the water had completely receded and I was going through my stuff that, that I broke down, like there, that I just sat on my floor and, and was just devastated in in the weeks following it I was I, I I didn't have a job I didn't have a place to live they 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 just you know my house was pretty much destroyed it, it's they've rebuilt it obviously but I had to go stay with a friend and so I didn't have a job I had a broken wrist I didn't have a place to live you know I didn't have any belongings um unfortunately I didn't know that I was supposed to have flood insurance so you know I I've had to thank God for my friends um so in all that, I still, people were like, oh, well, Julie, you had this magical journey. It, it was hard. It was devastating. There were moments where I was like, this, I'm done. I'm just going to, I'm, and in this journey of, give up. Yeah. yeah. And in this journey of, of having my own company and launching my own company, I don't have a plan B. Because I think that as women, when we, get a plan B, we are telling the universe that we don't believe in our dreams that, and if I go, and I'm not saying that if you have to go get a job because your rent's due and you have no money and you're going to be homeless, that you shouldn't go get a job. I, absolutely. You're going to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. However, if you start out with a plan B, like you've got your clothing line and everything that you're doing to empower women if you thought about it, like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but if it doesn't work out, I can yeah. always go do this. Yeah. The minute we put that already, yeah, I would, it was already something not uh, very dear to my heart. Definitely. Yeah. 
you've already told the universe that it's a hobby. And yeah. to me, I see this, I see my brand, not from an egocentric point of view, but in a servitude point of view is that I want this to be global. And it kind of is because I'm talking to you and you're, yeah. you know, you're across the world, <laughs> so right? started coming to Europe now. <laughs> right. I've been in Europe twice. I've been on one other podcast in London um, with a, a gal. She's the two-time kickboxing champion of mm-hmm. in England. So, but I want this to be a global movement because I, people ask me, Julie, why don't you have men in your program? And, and my response is very, is very easy for me. We give birth. We are the ones that birth. We're the ones that raise. We're the ones that um, bring healing to children. So men are very much providers. They are the strength and the backbone, and they are there to uplift and motivate. Being a woman if we heal ourselves, we have the ability to heal our families first. When we are a healed and powerful woman standing in our truth, we heal our families first. We heal our partners. We heal. We have the ability to heal the world. We have the ability to heal the wars and the inequity and the racism and the things that when we become a healed woman, we heal others. So that's why for me, it's so, it is a driving, overwhelming over, it's just, it just, that's why I'm the Phoenix is because I use the, the flames to burn away everything that no longer serves me and I will rise. And, and my saying is I'm the Phoenix, I'm the fire and I will rise. And I want to empower other women to rediscover their divine inner Phoenix. That's what my whole program is about. Mm-hmm. is be the phoenix of your own life in any way it, you your phoenix might be a little tiny phoenix your phoenix might not not even really need to fly very far but your phoenix might need to be like mine my your phoenix might be bigger than mine so it's being able to rediscover it and own it and and use it to to stand in front of the wall of your demons and and be able to stand there in your truth and your power and pluck your demons off one by one and tell them that you no longer serve me and feed them to the flames of the fire of your wings and just rise. Oh, I love this image that you created for us. It's beautiful, super motivating, actually. And I I want to remind everyone that all your uh, details will be in the post, in my bio, on YouTube, so everyone can reach you and and be on your program, uh, definitely. Um, and I wanted to ask you something before we, uh, we close with the episodes. Is there a, a word or a quote or uh, a couple of words that you really feel support your life, your business, uh, your why? So one of my favorite quotes is by, I have two and I can never like remember it, but it's the, the, the one by Marianne Williamson of who are we not to be who we are at our, our, at our greatest. And that's my favorite quote. Um, the one that's hit me most recently is that you are so busy doubting yourself while the rest of the world is intimidated by your potential. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. So much strength, talking about strength about <laughs> and energy. Definitely, definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think you are so welcome. Now. <laughs> Yay. Well, that's it. For me, it's just, I just, I love empowering other people. When you, and being an educator, when you see that moment when somebody, they get it and that, that switch flips, that's, that's all I want. That's all I, that's all I strive for is seeing that switch flip in somebody to be, I am okay. I'm badass. I'm, a, I'm cool. This is awesome. When that switch flips and then they start the healing process, I, my, my one-on-one -on -one clients, it's watching them come to me from a place of Julia. I, I just feel like this tiger in a cage, there's something out there. There's something out there and being able to lead them from that to discovering that inner fire and that, that it just, it's, Every day I, I get up and I'm excited to do what I do and I love what I do. And so this today has been, this is like, I'm going to just be like this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, easy to read the, the passion that you put in what you do because uh, it comes out from your smile, from your eyes, from the words that you, you. use, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So thank you very much. It's been, uh, we could be here forever. I know <laughs> we have to close at some point. So exactly. thanks a lot to be with us. And uh, I remind everyone um, that all the details are uh, easily accessible. And I give you my this appointment for next week. I love you and leave you. Thanks again, Julie. And thank see you. you soon. All right.